Good morning, everyone. We have another beautiful gospel today. It's really a good one. It's one of my favorite ones, even though they're kind of like all my favorite ones. But it's a good one. So, in the gospel today, Jesus says, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. And so basically, Jesus says, If you are a good tree, you will bear good fruit. But if you are a bad tree, you will only be able to bear bad fruit. So, the example I like to give for this, a really good example, is King David. You know, King David is my favorite example to really use for this passage. And so King David was a shepherd boy, and out of all his brothers, God chose him to be king of Israel. Why? Because God said he was a man after my own heart. So he followed God unreservedly with all his heart, seeking him to love him, to do his will. So King David is known as the righteous king who produced fruit for God. At one point you could say he is a good tree, just like the scripture was saying. A good tree that bore tremendous fruit for God. But then we could say King David also became a bad tree. If you know the story, hopefully you know the story. King David had a great fall. He committed adultery and had the husband of Bathsheba murder to cover it up. So he actually committed adultery and had her husband killed, murdered, to cover it up. Yet he is the great King David, right? My main point is, so you can see, the way we can understand it is, in our life, we can be doing good for a while. I can be doing great things. I'm following Jesus. But then I could have a fall. Let's say we call it, what, a mortal sin, right? We, we should know what that, me that word means by now. Hopefully we know what that means. A mortal sin is something grave. I knew it was grave and I freely chose to do it anyway. So King David has a mortal sin. He's fallen. Okay. But he has fallen and he doesn't want to confess his sin yet. He wants to cover it up. And so he does it by having someone killed. He wants to hide his sin in his left pocket or whatever it is and just go about running the kingdom and assess doing good things, right? And so, but King David was known, you know, as a man at first following God, seeking to, to follow the heart of God. But we can see how he became a dead tree at first, okay? My main point is sometimes for today, we think that we can justify our sins if we try to do good things. You know, sometimes people come to church not because they're repenting of their sins, because they feel guilty. So I'm going to come to Mass because I'm doing all these bad things, but if I come to Mass, it makes up for it. Or if I do good with my evil money that I've gained through evil means, I make up for it. I help, you know, the refugees. I help them. So, you know, it's okay. Jesus has, wants us to know that if we're dead, we're dead. I can be walking, Father Kevin could be walking, he could be talking, but I could be a dead tree. And all the works that I do in my ministry could be fruitless for me if I'm living in mortal sin. Can you imagine if I said to you, you know, I'm, I'm doing my ministry and everything, I'm going to say to you, well, I'm going to be like King David, I'm going to live in adultery. But you know, I'm going to help the poor, I'm going to preach, I'm going to come here on Sunday, 
can you imagine if I just did that every week? But, you know, I'm going to keep this one for myself. No, I'm a dead tree. The point Jesus is making for us is so that because he wants to bring the dead tree back to life, right? So Jesus has the power to bring a dead tree and to bring it back to life. He has that power. He has that ability that if we're in sin, we can't just cover up our sin, what King David was doing at first, just cover it up. I'll just keep running the kingdom, but no one has to know about this. And so it's the same thing for us. We have to be examining our life, especially if we're faithful churchgoers, and we have to say, am I a dead tree? Am I living in mortal sin and I refuse to change? I refuse, I'm holding on to it. It's not that I fell and I'm getting back up. Of course, you fall, you get back up. That's a different story. But if I fall and I stay fallen and I want to call good evil, and when I want to call evil good, that's when we're in danger. That's when we start becoming a dead tree. Jesus says, not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, will inherit the kingdom of a God but the one who does the will of my Father. Then he will say, I never knew you. Depart from me, you evil doers. Can we imagine, would I want Jesus to say that to me? You know, I know a lot of old khatjus, they come and tell me, uh, I don't know, okay, we need confession, we need to be healed, we need to be healed, right? And so, whenever we point out someone's sin, it's not so that we can necessarily scream and yell, maybe sometimes we can do that if we're not taking it seriously, but anyways, but the point is, we need to be healed. Jesus wants to make a dead tree come to life, we all have sin. You can't be, pretend like just because I'm an old grandma or someone who walks into church, you know, who knows, you probably, you, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised what people tell me, but I can't tell you that. Anyways, um, so the point is, what am I doing for Jesus to bring me back to life? So Jesus says you have to do something. Build your house on the rock. Temptations come. The winds blow at the house. They come and they come. But Jesus says if you do what I have told you, and what he's pointing to really is the two chapters right before this, this whole section, is the Sermon on the Mount, the Beatitudes, and all of Jesus' core moral teachings. He just said them. Don't commit adultery. If your brothers and sisters are doing horrible things to you, forgive them. Love your enemies. Help the poor. Be humble. He just gave his whole discourse on what to do and how to live. And so now, Jesus says, if you build your life on the rock, on my word, on me, on Jesus, not me, not Father Kevin, on Jesus, you will be sound. And so there's two things I can describe for this part. The rock. Who's the rock? Jesus is the rock. Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Unless you remain in me, you could do no good works. And same thing St. Paul says, he has the power to graft the Gentiles who are not a natural branch. He can graft them back into the tree. He can graft you back in. So, Jesus is the rock, but also, Jesus calls someone else the rock. You know, yesterday with the communion kids, I went around asking them, who do you think the rock is? And who is it? Peter. Jesus changes Simon's name to Kappa, rock. Peter means rock. And he told him, on this rock, I'm going to build my church. Just like he's saying here, we need to build our house on the rock. Jesus built his church on Peter. And so it's such an awesome gift to be Catholic. 
Whenever we're confused about how to live our moral life, we can say, Abuna, where does it say, is this a sin, is that a sin? Okay, I can open up the Catechism of the Catholic Church and says, okay, this is wrong, this is right. So it's really a blessing to be Catholic. It's like a ship. The church is a ship that's leading us to heaven. It's literally a boat we get into and we trust her. We trust her teaching because it's Jesus' teaching. And so we have to be very careful when Jesus says, if you do my words, you will live. And so I'm going to give you a homework assignment, maybe just for Lent. Uh, read Matthew chapter 5, verse 7. I mean, sorry, Matthew, Matthew 5 to chapter 7 and up, up to this scripture. And you will see all the moral, the core moral teachings of Jesus. And if you're not living one of those teachings, and if I'm not living one of them, then I, I too will be a dead tree. So let's pray today that Jesus, he brings us back to life so we can bear true good fruit for him. Amen.